Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bell Tower Half Hour. I'm your host, Megan Mahoney, and today I'm talking to Sadie Lee, a singer-songwriter from Fort Washington. Welcome to the show, Sadie. Thank you so much. <laughs> so let's jump into it. Okay. When did you start making music? Like how did you get into that? So this actually goes way, way back. So my dad's a musician, and so I just grew up in a super musical family. You know, there were always people playing guitars and people singing and I have two sisters who also sing I'm the middle child of three um so it was just always you know musical growing up um I just blanked um, <laughs> yeah so basically yeah I just grew up in a really super musical household um and I honestly I wrote my first song when I was two. Oh my gosh so what was that, it called that's fun fact it was about Winnie the Pooh I don't Aww. remember the actual title because it honestly made no sense. Like it was mostly gibberish. I was two, but I, I like to say I wrote my first song when I was two and it was about Winnie the Pooh, even though I really didn't like Winnie the Pooh. Um, I wrote about him, apparently. So you Winnie know. the Pooh was your earliest influence. Apparently. <laughs> of, he was shaping your music career. It was career. the subject of my first <laughs> song. But yeah, then I just from there, like always sang in elementary school and the talent shows and things like that. I would sing with my sisters and my dad. I started playing guitar when I was maybe five. I didn't play consistently. So I didn't really practice then until I was older. And then I started getting more into it. But yeah, I've been writing songs forever. But I only started taking it seriously, maybe like end of high school or early college did you perform in school like were you part of the choir or anything so I did choir in high school and I also did my acapella group in high school mm -hmm. and that was super fun um but I also was always gigging so I would gig with my dad since I was maybe 15 or 16 and we would do weddings and bars and restaurants and that sort of thing you know I would get into bars Aww. when I was like 16 because I was like I'm with the band <laughs> you're like I'm here yeah <laughs> what were your biggest influences besides Winnie the Pooh <laughs> that is a great question. Um, I'd say growing up, I was really into what my parents raised me on. A lot of Pink Floyd, The Stones, Rush, Yes, Tom Petty, Led Zeppelin, all that fun stuff. Um, Prince, too. I absolutely love Prince. But I'd say now I definitely have a more fine-tuned um, list of influences that more represents like myself as an artist. Um, I'm really into Georgia Smith right now and Olivia okay. Dean kind of like fun R&B pop. Um, but then I also love people like Joss Stone. Janis Joplin is a huge influence of mine. Oh, yeah, um, she's great. Amy Winehouse. She's a classic. Yeah, of course. Um, how'd you start? How'd you choose the name Sadie Lee? So that's a pretty simple answer. It's actually just my first and middle name. My full name is Sadie Lee Gustafson, but I go by Sadie Lee. Awesome. What is one piece of advice that you would give to your past self? I love that question. Um, honestly, I think I was super hard on myself growing up and I would just tell myself to let loose and not care so much about what other people think, about being perfect all the time. I think I really, you know, drove myself crazy sometimes trying to be perfect and fit in the lines. And now I'm a little bit more relaxed about things. You know, when I write a song, I just write it and I'm not thinking about, oh, is this perfect? Is this going to be a hit? I just write it because I want to write and that's how I express myself. So I think I would tell my past self, just just chill. <laughs> yeah. 
what during COVID, how did that affect your process and what were you doing during quarantine? So COVID definitely, you know, threw me for a wrench. Is that even an expression? Threw a wrench in my plans. That's it. Threw me for a loop. COVID (laughs) COVID definitely threw me for a loop because I was getting a lot of my, you know, experience from gigging and that kind of was all shut down when restaurants weren't happening, weddings weren't happening. So I started going live on Facebook Um, and that was super fun. It was mostly just for my parents and my grandparents and my cousins and that sort of thing. Um, but oddly enough, that's actually how American Idol casting agents found me. So that's pretty crazy. It's a small world. Tell us a little bit about your experience on American Idol. Uh, Of course, of course. Um, so yeah, I, it's actually such a long timeline when you think about it. I auditioned back in May of 2020 and that was just a Zoom audition. It was super chill. It was just a couple producers. I was literally sitting on my couch and I just sang for them. They told me, you know, like try a different song, try this, try that. Um, it was honestly one of the most laid back auditions I've ever had. Um, and then I made it through that, got a call that I got um, to the celebrity round. So then I got to audition for Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, Lionel Richie. Um, I had my dad come with me. So it was such a full circle moment of him, you know, raising me to be a musician and then standing on the American Idol stage with me. <laughs> yeah, that is like, yeah, that is such a full circle <laughs> moment. That's so sweet. I would have been like so emotional being actually there and then if I had like my dad sitting in, I would just bawl my eyes out crying. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> I think there were just so many emotions going on, especially having him there. It just amplified all of them. There's one picture that it looks like I'm crying. I don't think I was crying, but I was just like, I don't really cry that much, honestly. Um, that's a lie. I do. Um, <laughs> but not Got like there. that. Got there, guys. Like I told myself, I told myself like, don't cry on TV. Don't cry on TV. And I got out of the room and I was just like, it was a relief of knowing like I got a golden ticket. My dad's here. He was telling me how proud he was. So I like, Aww. I was almost crying, but I wasn't, but I wasn't because big girls don't cry. You know, how was it meeting the judges? Like what was your first impression like of them just standing before you or sitting before you wherever they're doing so you're gonna make fun of me but they literally looked like holograms like they didn't look like real people especially katie like katie was just glowing and she was in the middle and she was just staring into my soul and the first thing she said to me was you have the most beautiful eyes I I was like, girl, no, you're Katy Perry. You have the most beautiful eyes. And we went back and forth saying, no, you're prettier. No, you're prettier. Literally, like, made my life then and there. It was the best moment of my life, you know? Um... So yeah, they look like holograms and they just told me like, I had this is turning into a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> they look like holograms. I uh, can't prove that they weren't. I never, you know, it was COVID, so I couldn't right. like reach out and hug them. Although I did, I was like, I wanna hug you. And they were like, You can't. I was like, Okay. But <laughs> I did I, at the end I was like air hug and it was really sweet. Aww. But yeah, they were really sweet. They gave me some good advice. Um, yeah. That's awesome. What'd you sing for your audition i sang don't talk me down by jojo okay i love jojo she's just yeah. cool r&b um so take me through rounds a little bit how did each one kind of play 
Yeah, of course. Like in the behind the scenes of like getting ready for a live show. What did that look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it started off just as like that typical audition with a panel of judges like you see on TV. Um, and I made it through that. I got three yeses, a yes from each judge. So then I got a golden ticket and then I moved forward to the next round. Um, and that took me to Hollywood Week, which is the high stress, no sleep situation oh, that yeah. you always see on TV. Um, I'm here to say it's just as stressful, if not more when you're there. Um, but it's also so much fun. Um, so the first round was just a solo round. You are divided up by your genres. I was put in R&B and you just sing a song and then you all stand in the line and they tell you then and there who's moving forward and who's cut. So they say, you know, Sadie, step forward, whoever, step forward, whoever, step back. And then they say front line, you're cut, back line, you're going forward. So I made it through that round. That was probably wow. the most That's stressful intense. because that was where they cut the most people too. So that was stressful, but I made it through that luckily. And then I moved on to duets where I didn't fare as well. I <laughs> I had the best duet partner in the world. Shout out oh. to Alec. You guys should follow him. He's Alec, so talented. Um, Alec, if you're hearing this, I doubt you are, <laughs> but um, love you. Um, shout out. But yeah, we, uh, we sang somebody that I used to know and I forgot the words. So <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I kept going and it could have been a million times worse, but I was still standing there like, oop, I'm going to get cut. And they ended up letting me through, oh, which wow. was crazy. So then I made it to the third round, which was just like the showstopper, they called it. Um, and I sang one more song with a full band, background, vocals. It was super cool. Um, and that's where I got cut. But I was super proud of that performance, so I'm not even mad because I was like, you know what? I think my best performance was my last. I felt, you know, powerful having that full band behind me. And, um, yeah. <laughs> that must have been so special. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. If any – seeing, like, any of the friends that you made, they went home or some of them stayed. Did oh, that also put additional pressure on you? That was definitely one of the most stressful things. I don't think – I was prepared enough for like how close I would get to these people in such a short amount of time and then how devastating it would be when we're passing in the hallway and I'm going back to my room and they have a suitcase and I'm like, wait, where are you going? No, no, don't leave. Because in a way, it's almost like summer camp. Yeah, like exactly. you're there for a little bit and then you make all of these friends and they go home and then you're like, no, or at least I exactly. cry. I did cry at summer camp when we oh. left home. Oh, you know, earlier I said I didn't cry. I cried when my duet partner <laughs> left. That was the saddest. I hope he's not listening because he's going to be like, you're such a baby. You're a cry <laughs> he's baby. He's going to be like, shut up. Yeah, he's going to be like, Sadie, you're a cry baby. But I was so upset because I was mostly like, all right, I'm the one who messed up the words and probably screwed him up. But yeah, that was definitely like an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. But seeing people leave and, you know. We did your best and you put your heart out there, which is really all that matters. And you're so talented. So, and we know you're going to go far anyway. Thank obviously. you. Thank but you. Would you go through Idol again? I mean, I know Lane Hardy, he went through and he won the second time. Would you put yourself through that again? Or do you think that this has helped you step foot into the music industry and you want to take it and run with it? I honestly think I definitely agree with the latter. As cool as it was, my one argument for why I wouldn't do it again was because though I got cut and I didn't get aired, I honestly wouldn't change a thing because I loved the people I met. I loved that I got to share that experience with my dad. I do love the feedback I got from the judges and I also just love the confidence it gave me. I think that if it weren't for Idol, I definitely wouldn't be on TikTok making videos. That was so not something I was comfortable doing until I got to Idol and everyone there was like, wait, you're not famous on TikTok? You don't post two times a day? And I was like, oh, 
should I? And they're like, if you want to grow your career, then yeah. So I was like, okay, okay. Like I gathered, you know, as much advice from the judges and from the other contestants as I could. Um, and I'm honestly really happy with where my life is now. That sounds yeah. weird and cliche, <laughs> but like, I'm just really happy with where it put me out. So it was such a roller coaster and you could look at it and be like, oh, you didn't even get aired. That's not great. But yeah. I'm really happy with where I am now musically. And I've been writing a lot trying to work with new producers and get music out. So it's been fun. Yeah. What was some of the biggest lessons that you learned from the show that you've been taking with you? I definitely think one of the biggest lessons I learned is that it's so easy to take what people say and internalize it and then just let it break you down. And I think I really learned being on that show how strong I am, which I <laughs> hate sounds cocky, yeah. but like I just learned like you can't let people say things and internalize it and let it get to you because it's so easy to get one rejection you know you get sent home from the show and you could easily think oh my gosh I'm I'm a horrible singer I should never go into this industry this isn't for me but that's just one person's opinion you know yeah, like for sure and so that was something like obviously I value their opinions I mean it's, it's Katy Perry like I value right. her opinion <laughs> I mean she's she's a goddess but um I just really had to separate that and be like listen I love her as a person but one person saying oh you're not right for this doesn't mean that I'm not right for music in general it mm -hmm. just means I'm not right for American Idol but right. you know there's more to music than American Idol absolutely <laughs> um and how looking past Idol how has that shaped your sound and you as an artist like what messages are you trying to tell in your music now I love that um I love that question I think <laughs> I definitely got some like newfound confidence from Idol and I think that shows up in my sound a lot I think you can hear it through the way that I sing now and the way that I write now, um, especially the people I met there. I think they really gave me confidence and they gave me relationships where I can now write with other people, which that was something that I really wasn't comfortable with before. I would shut myself out in my room and I would write songs and, you know, it was very one-sided and it was just me alone in the dark in my room writing. But now I see music as a much more social thing and a much more like communal thing and I like yeah. to you know involve as many people as I can in my music and so I think that's something I've learned I don't know if that fully answers your question but no no that was perfect yeah. <laughs> so what is your favorite Katy Perry song the world must know um, okay <laughs> so there are so many good ones because I was gonna say like the one that got away if oh, I want to cry especially the iconic. acoustic version oh, of that the acoustic one. slow version uh -huh. hits that so one different. that's my one to cry to if i want to like rage party have a good time waking up in vegas is one of my favorites oh, like as a kid so good i was always so obsessed with that and then my third one i know you didn't ask for a top three but this is my top three hot and cold it's a classic i had a dance to it when i was a kid i think everyone did the same exact dance like over the literally the, the motions so, um, yeah, but I thought I was so original. My cousins and I would do our hot and cold dance. Oh, my God. Yep. That's hilarious. Um, so what do you have coming up? I love this question. I think I've said that after every question. <laughs> um, so I am actually in the process of beginning to record my first actual record, which is huge for me because I just have two singles out right now, and I've never, like, dove headfirst into a project like this before so ideally if we're looking far far ahead I want to have an EP out by next spring okay. so hopefully getting in the studio this winter yes yeah, and rolling it out next spring 
what is your strategy for the future? That's a great question. Um, I honestly think, A, I'm trying to stay as authentic as possible because I think things like Idol and honestly just the music industry in general, they love to throw you in boxes, whether it's this is your genre, don't say anything else, or this is your style, don't you dare wear anything else, or this is your sound, don't say anything else. And so I think navigating the music industry with that in the forefront has really, it has already helped me and I think it will help me. So I think that's really my strategy is just being as authentic as possible, as unapologetic as possible and, you know, valuing people's opinions still, but valuing my own morals and values first. That was beautiful. I think everybody should learn something from that. (laughs) Um, Where do you see yourself in five years? What is Sadie Lee going to be doing? So this is wishful thinking, but I really, really, really want to start just playing out as much as possible and working my way up to festivals, things like that. You know, hopefully I would absolutely love to be on a stage at Coachella or Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza, something like that. I think that that's just where I feel at home is on stage. What would be your outfit for those kinds of things? I'd probably (laughs) still wear these same Doc Martens that are scuffed and (laughs) beat up. Piece of comfort. Exactly. You got to like bring the old with the new. Um, Honestly, that's something I've been working on. I'm trying to like define my style. It's such a funny thing that I never thought I'd have to think about really. Like I'm like, I I wear what I wear, but it's Mm -hmm. like, well, what does Sadie Lee wear? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) But I thrift a lot. So it'll probably be something thrifted. Ooh, we love thrifting. Love it. Always find the good finds for cheap. Seriously. I'd That's rather do that than buy like a $50 tank top that I'm never going to no, wear. Exactly. It's exactly. too much. So I'm going to throw in this question again. I know we were talking about this earlier, but I feel like we need to have a temple question in here. Of course. Richie's on the wall or Richie's cafe? So I have to say I used to be a full cafe fan because I lived in Cardin. When it was in Cardin, I was the biggest cafe fan almost to the point where it was bad because I would go every single day and I didn't even have to take off my pajamas. But now I'm a Richie's on the wall fan. And I think that's the classic Richie's. You can't go wrong with that. Also shout out to Richie for being the biggest American Idol fan. He would always ask me about Idol. It was the sweetest thing. You know, (laughs) he would always, I would give him updates because I went to either Richie's on the Wall or Richie's Cafe pretty much every day when I went here. So I would give Richie updates on Idol. And I'd say, maybe you'll see me in the next episode. Little did I know you wouldn't. Yeah. But <laughs> How was Idol and balancing school? How did that work for you? Or did you take time off? So I didn't take time off. Almost, I wish I did, but I'm glad I graduated early. So it's it worked out perfectly. But um, I conveniently was going through finals when Idol was happening. Oh, no. So I was in Hollywood Week and finals at the same time. Um, and I actually had a friend on Idol who was going through the same exact thing. And I would meet him. Our call time was usually, like, 6 a.m. And then we'd film till, like, 11. Oh, my gosh. And I would just see him at, like, 6 a.m. And we'd be getting our COVID test. And I'd be like, hey, like, what final did you skip today? I forgot to write this paper and I skipped this final, you know, because I, I had interviews and I couldn't do it. And he'd be like, I skipped my guitar final and I didn't write this paper or watch this documentary. And I'd be like, cool, like, see you on set. <laughs> like, it was the funniest interaction. But honestly, that's a huge shout out to Temple because my professors were so accommodating. And I know that I was the absolute worst when I was on that show because I was emailing them frantically. Also, it was LA time. So like, all of the, it was all three hour difference. Like I one time I started a final at eight o'clock 
it was like 8.30 LA time, which is 11.30 Eastern. Yeah. And it ended at midnight. So I was starting it at 11.30 and then it closed. Oh no. And I was like, oh my God, why did I only have a half hour to do this? But it was because it was supposed to be Eastern time. So I remember frantically emailing this professor saying, oh my God, the final closed. I promise like I intended to do it. I wanted to do the whole thing, you know, um, but he was so accommodating. So shout out to all my professors who had to deal with my frantic emails. Oh my gosh. Well, you're talented and can multitask. <laughs> Thanks. That is just crazy. Um, what is your Zodiac sign? <gasps> I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. <gasps> I shout love out. Sagittarius. Shout out to my other sags. Is that what they call them? I don't I think. know. My little sister's a Sagittarius. Yeah. So we get along well. Do you know about like sun signs? I no, know. I know because I like, know the moon rising. Yeah. The, the moon, the sun, the or not the else, other. Yeah, right? the other. Your big three. Because I don't know about the big three very well, but I know. Like I know what I am, but I don't know what it means about me. Like I, I know, know I'm a Leo rising and a Leo moon. Oh, I love Leos. Okay, cute. Yes. <laughs> my dad's a Leo. That's all I know. But I think I'm a lot like my dad, so I think that makes sense. If I'm part Leo, yeah, <laughs> whatever. I know I'm like a Sagittarius of whatever the normal thing is. Yeah. a scorpio and a taurus but i don't know Ooh. what exactly or even what I they love, mean my, i need like a breakdown my older sister's a taurus i love tauruses they're like strong and like it's such like older child <laughs> oldest child vibes yeah like no, I'm, I'm also a middle child oh, so no way. yeah were you like a troublemaker as a kid i feel like honestly i was the peacemaker like okay. it was like my older sister honestly we never really fought growing up like my sisters and I are pretty chill. My parents are chill. Like, we were just known for, like, it was like, oh, my God, they never fight. It was like the Brady Bunch. Like, you know, the, yeah. the like, the, you know, siblings who never fight. But um, <laughs> I was always the peacemaker. Like, if there were arguments, I would be, like, the middleman who would be like, calm down. It's okay. Like That's so funny because I was the same exact way, but I was also so aggressive. Oh, I think it was, like, maybe that goes back to me being a Gemini because I, like, <laughs> My mom would always say, like, there are two sides to Sadie. She'll wake up and she'll be an angel or she will literally like, be the she devil. She chose violence today yeah. or she like, cho- chose to be an angel. She'll bite your head off or, you know, <laughs> she'll kiss you on the cheek and say, good morning. Like, there's no in between. Yeah. And it was like, you know, like, if I'm in my angel mood, like, all right, go ahead. And if I'm in my devil mood, like, tread lightly. She'll bite your head <laughs> off. <laughs> Proceed with caution. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> what is your favorite songs right now? okay like if you're alone in the car and there's just one song that you can turn all the way up and jam to what would I it be i love that so i've been super into georgia smith lately and especially um olivia dean she's someone that this one producer that i'm working with he brought her up and said oh you kind of sound like her and i listened to her and i immediately was drawn to her like her mm-hmm. melodies just the whole vibe of her music is so good um there's a song Echo by Olivia Dean. Ooh, Y'all need I'll to listen stream to it. it. It's so good. It's just so like vibey R&B and I love that kind of stuff. Um, but honestly, what I listen to on repeat is The Wall by Pink Floyd. Like I went through a like a phase where I listened to that album like at least once a day and it was just like part of my routine. I was like, oh my God, I didn't listen to The Wall today. Like, <laughs> You're like I don't I know why. Do I, I can't don't... leave the house before I no, do that. No, exactly. <laughs> like it just became like I didn't feel complete and I was like, ugh. I listened to the wall. It was like my form of meditation was listening to that album. But if you oh, know I that album, it. it's pretty chaotic. It's not really like a ah, like deep a, breath yeah. of fresh air type Meditate. of album. <laughs> it's like war, tear down the wall. Like that's all turn Roger up, Waters guys. does. Turn up. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But that is my favorite album of all time. I don't know what else. 
Other questions you have for me? Any, any tea? What do you want to know about? I know. I went through the whole list. I'm like, what's? Do you guys have any questions? We can always talk about something random. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, anything you want to talk about. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I mean, see, the funny thing is, like, I have a bunch of music that's, like, happening, but, like, kind of on the down low, and I don't know if I can talk about it yet. I mean, but I can. if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Do or not do. We had those like, rapid I... fire questions last time, oh, but. Okay, yeah, oh, that's fun. Ooh. I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think of ones that weren't on Which the last podcast. Um, yeah. What's your spirit animal? Oh, that's such a good one. Um, I think, <laughs> I mean, if I could pick, I feel like I identify with tigers. Okay. They're just like explain strong and <laughs> yeah. brave, but they're also just so cool. Like, yeah. I mean, I hope I'm as cool as them. You know, like yeah, that's why. Yes, if, you are. That's <laughs> my like. If I were an animal, I would be a tiger. They're just so cool. I'm just. I'm kind of a crazy cat lady, so like. I love cats, and I love big cats. Yes. Do you have a cat? I have three, actually. Oh, wow. What and I was just names? fostering one. Oh, my gosh. And it was the saddest day of my life when he got adopted. Oh. I was at work, though, so I, like, said a quick goodbye, and I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. That's the theme of today, I think, is just me You're saying. You're like, I, I don't cry, guys. I don't cry, See, guys. I cried, I'm, but it was this I'm not one emotional particular at moment all, that but I cried. It, yeah, I only cry because of the cat, you know? No, but um, <laughs> I have three cats. Their names are Jem, Nellie, and Alice. Oh, yep, so fun cute. Fun fact. I've been trying to go through the process of adopting a dog. <gasps> Do it. I mean, fostering a dog. I did adopt a dog for like a day so it wouldn't get put down. Um, <gasps> and then I had to let it go. I mean, not let it go like into, <laughs> not let it go like into the into wild. The forest. <laughs> but to adoptive parents that could take That's care of it. That's so good though. Um, but fostering a dog, I don't think I would be able to, I would build the bond and then I would cry. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was like tearing up and I was walking out and I had mascara on. I was going to work. I was like, nope, I can't cry. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yep. I was like, I'm not redoing my mascara. Like, nope. (laughs) But it's so tough. I'm such an animal person. How do you start your day? Um, I usually go for a run and then make coffee. What's your coffee order? Well, how do you make your coffee to make it perfect? Because I know everybody has their own specific way. Yeah. And then what is your actual coffee order yeah so i'm honestly not that picky and i wish i knew more about making coffee but i usually just make like cold brew or something and i just have that over ice or i put a little bit of milk in it but one thing i absolutely hate is like flavored coffee or any kind of sweetener i just like it black wow yeah you're tough she's a tiger i used to just drink black like hot black coffee like that was what i drank all through high school pretty much and yeah it was very funny (laughs) I still do every now and then, like in the winter, it's plain black, like black hot coffee. That is my biggest fear. Well, what's your biggest fear? Oh, <laughs> coffee. Drinking plain coffee is mine. I so. think this is like a weird, deep answer, but I always have like such a fear of settling in my life and being too mm. stuck in my comfort zone. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel that one. That one hit. <laughs> yeah. Get everyone in their feels. Never settle. What Never is your settle. favorite cake flavor? <gasps> okay chocolate or funfetti what kind of frosting <laughs> i'm like a chocolate with and it has to be with white frosting oh see i was gonna say chocolate with chocolate or vanilla with vanilla that's Ooh. funny what's your favorite season summer definitely Ooh. sunrise or sunset <gasps> sunrise if i'm awake for it do you have like a special watching spot 
So not really. It's honestly like I have a window next to my bed, so sometimes I'll catch it from my window. Um, fun fact, when I was in Idle, I would wake up before the sunrise pretty much every single day because our call times were extremely early. Oh um, and so I would meditate and watch the sunrise. And that's the most in control of my life I've ever felt. <laughs> What's your favorite TV show? <gasps> okay. Um, y'all are going to hate me, but I don't watch a lot of TV. Me but neither. A lot lately, of people say The Office are friends and I don't get the hype. Lately, I watched Shit's Creek like a year ago and absolutely loved it. And I want to watch Squid Game. Like, yeah, I've I heard so much about it. I haven't been into TV. Like, I didn't watch any of like the COVID series. Like, I didn't watch Tiger King. I didn't watch Outer Banks, but I saw Squid Game came out and I was like, this looks intense and I think I would like it. Yeah. <laughs> what is your definition of success? I think doing what makes me happy. That's cliche, but doing what makes me happy. I'll feel successful if I'm just happy and content. That is a great answer. Hey. <laughs> Way to be. Thank you for joining us today, Sadie. Do you want to plug your socials? Uh, of course. <laughs> if you guys want to follow me, it's just at Sadie Gust, S-A-D-I-E-G-U-S-T on all platforms. Everybody go follow her. I'm your host, Megan Mahoney, and this has been the Bell Tower Half Hour. Woo! Yeah!